Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hey everybody, welcome back to Craft Beer Bucket List with your hosts, Big Ray and Mike. We are on episode 6, season 2. I'm excited y'all are here with us. Mike, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing really good, dude. Really good. Hope, uh, this, hope this uh, Tuesday's treating you all right. Oh, this has been a fantastic Tuesday, Mike. No ready for hump day tomorrow? I am ready for hump date. Mike, I'm excited <laughs> for tomorrow, though. Yeah, was and, that? Uh, by the time the listeners hear this, I know it's going to be well after the fact, but I'm picking up my new truck tomorrow, Mike. I'm oh, so right, stoked yeah. for that. Yeah. So, so uh, t- tell us about these wills. So I got a 2014 uh, Ford F-150 FX4. Uh, it's just ridiculously tricked out. It has Pirelli racing tires on it. It's got one of those fancy, you know, tailgate things with a step that comes out, a little bar that comes up. So if you're big and lazy like me, you can pull yourself in the back of the truck. Yeah. It's got heated and cooled leather seats. There's a button to make the gas pedals move forward and backwards. Telescoping steering wheel. And uh, I think I counted like 56 buttons on the dashboard for all the controls and stuff that you can do inside this thing. Okay. It's right. uh, it's it's ridiculous. So, but uh, I'm excited to get it. That work? Yeah. So just no drinking yeah. and driving, Mike. It's great for picking up the beer, but I don't drink and drive. I'll wait till I get home. It takes you to the beer. It lets you buy the beer, and it takes you back home to enjoy the beer. Absolutely right. I'm good with that's that. Cool. And the big and I fit in it, Mike. You know, I'm huge. I'm a huge yeah. guy. And this Ford F-150 has room enough to accommodate the big ray. Yeah. No, that's cool. It's always fun getting a new vehicle. I mean, like that that just that feeling, that vibe you get, you know, it's um it's a good feeling. It uh, is. You know, sometimes I don't like the 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 haggle machine that has to go on. Like Right. Uh, it's I'll give you twelve hundred for your trade in. Well, I want fifteen. Well, I'll give you thirteen fifty. Well, I'll take no less than fifteen hundred, you know, whatever. But yeah. Oh yeah, it's always that. Yeah. I uh yeah, it's cool, man. That's cool. Uh so. so so while you're enjoying that, uh you know, that moment, you'll have to t- take some pictures and post them online and say, you know, look at my new ride. I dude, I will do that. I think the Instagrams will blow up. We'll get at least five likes. Yeah. <laughs> all the likes, <laughs> Woo-hoo, all five for the day across the whole platform. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. counting Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, it, it, yeah, Tumblr, Bumble, Tumblr. I know it exists. I've never yeah. even looked at that. Uh, I know it's there, but I just you know when people talk about their social media stuff, you know they have. I anyway. <laughs> you know you gotta have a picture on your tinder account right tinder, yes it's going straight on tinder everyone's gonna swipe right everyone's gonna swipe right i don't care about him but that truck's fly that, ooh, that's right uh, well hey man let's yeah. talk about some beers yes give us our give us our lineup for tonight yeah so um we're gonna start out we're gonna share the sensational ipa from bill street brewing out of memphis tennessee yeah and there you go yeah and then, uh, oh, you know what? I think we should do this. I think we should go What's ahead that? and cheers and crack it, and then we can carry on. Oh, so, I like it. Boom. The cheers. All right, you ready? On one and a two and a one, two, three. Right. Oh, yes. All right. 
so that's uh yeah that's the sensational ipa from bill street brewing after that um i'm gonna be trying country boys uh hazelnut stout oh great gonna try the black mesa brewings uh their blood orange ipa right yes so oh yeah and i've got the let's see here show us that from cabin boys oh this is country boy or country boys my bad cabin boys is a brewery in tulsa yeah so yeah you, you i've got these there I've definitely done the same thing, so no, no hating. So anyway, yeah, so we got the, we got the sensational IPA that we're both going to try from Bill Street. You're going to have the Blood Orange from Black Mesa, and I'm going to have the Hazelnut Stout from Country Boy. I think that's a it's a solid lineup. Solid lineup. It's almost like we've done that before. Yes, 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 yes. So, I mean, I'm liking my first few drinks of this here. Um, you know, I, I know Bill Street has a lot of uh, creates a lot of special memories for a lot of people across the United States when they go to Memphis and visit. But um, I mean, I was excited to, to pick this up and I'm excited to hear you talk about uh, Bill Street in Memphis uh, and the brewery a little bit, because I know that there's a lot of things that are kind of, you know, you, you, you dig specifically. It's kind of your thing. So I'm going to let you take this for a second while I enjoy my beer. Oh, for sure. So Memphis is I'm a foodie. And Memphis is one of my favorite cities to visit only for food. And I think one of the few places I've left Tulsa for specifically just for food to go by, eat, turn around and come home. Um, it's only a 12 hour round trip by car. Yeah. But worth it for barbecue, Mike. Yeah. Um, at least for me, at least for me, it's a good day trip for the family. It gets us out of the house and we get amazing barbecue. Um, I don't know. I'm sure other folks have done something similar. So it's not like I'm the only one. Um, but where I, I haven't been specifically to this brewery, um, I haven't. I'll just be honest about it. I mean, I've spent a lot of time on Beale Street. Um, I'm a huge fan of, you know, Dyer's Burgers. Now, they're famous for their 100-year-old grease. If you've never been there, look it up. It's super easy to find. And seriously, 100-year-old grease. I don't want to go into a lot of details, but it's a fantastic greasy spoon right in the midst of all the neon lights uh, that make Beale Street what it is. So BB King's barbecue right on the corner of Beale. I mean, uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, fantastic blues music live every day of the week. Uh, just so, but for me, it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of great spots to eat all, right off of Beale. They can say is central there. Is it central or central state? Uh, central barbecue is, uh, that is also in Memphis. Okay. Um, you'll find that about two miles off of Beale street over um, where, Oh God, I should just know the name of the motel. Um, it's been turned into a, uh, a museum for Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. And uh, Central Barbecue is just right catty corner from that. Yeah. It's cool. Spot. Also amazing barbecue. Yeah. Uh, Gus's Fried Chicken is right there, just about a half a mile off of Beale Street. Um, hands down, my favorite place to get fried chicken anywhere in the United States. My favorite place to eat barbecue anywhere in the U.S., the Memphis Barbecue Company. Of course, Rendezvous is there, Neely's. Um, just to name a few, I mean, just, uh, Porky's, you know, Germantown commissary. Uh, so I mean, it's just like all these amazing, you know, places to get barbecue. Uh, so I'm like, so I'm a foodie. It's a great place to get food and it's, and it's close. And as I'm drinking this beer for the first time, Mike, this is a fantastic IPA, by the way. Um, just after a few sips, I'm a fan. Uh, but the brewery itself, I mean, it, I want, I want to go visit, you know, one, I like to check out new breweries and two, I'm going to get to pair some amazing food with this beer. I know straight away 
um, just because it's there. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to go check it out. So, I mean, in, in my first, I got to say, um, since we've been doing this podcast, I've drinking more darn IPAs than I ever have in my life. So right. I feel like I'm, you know, I used to say I'm a, I'm not an IPA guy and I don't know much about IPAs and I'm not going to, you know, all that kind of stuff. But as we go on and on and on with this, I kind of feel like maybe I do have a voice that I can share to the IPA world. No, absolutely. And I'm the same way with stouts and porters. Like I was never a stout and porter guy, but through the podcast, it's opened me up to try so many more, you know, even uh, especially sours. I think I had one, maybe two sours in my life before the podcast. Uh And uh, then I had that guava gase. And uh, I was like, dude, this is, uh, this is fantastic. And it really got me trying other, other sours and whatnot. So yeah, through the podcast, I've definitely expanded my repertoire and I'm, I'm seeing you do that. Like I've never seen you drink an IP before. I think except for once, maybe twice in our friendship until the podcast. And so we kind of got off on a tangent here, but I like how we both opened up to try new things because podcast. No, absolutely. And and so, you know, the the sensational uh, IPA uh, was, if I remember right, is Bill Street Brewing's first um, beer to celebrate um, a certain individual. And I forget who it was, but. You know, it was it was a it's a it's a beer that they made just for that, and I don't right. gosh, I wish I could remember who it was now. Anyway, it does whatever. It's uh, celebrating somebody very specific, but it is an all centennial hop, so it's right. an all centennial hops they use in this, and which so it's got that a very distinct flavor. Um, you know, it's it's got you know, it's got that like copper penny coloring to it, and I think that's something they have mentioned right. too. Um, you know, and it's got a little bit of pine, uh, a little bit of spice and a lot of that citrus punch to it. Um, and I'm getting a slight honey sweetness as well. Um, so, I mean, it, it's pretty well balanced overall. And I think it's um, it's crisp, which is something I really like. It's, you know, it's 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 got a good it's got a good punch to it. But then also it's very crisp. Um, it is very crisp. It, it, it hits all the taste bros just right. It seems like it, it does well. It does. And, uh, you know, to speak to that, Mike, just reading, taking this straight from the brewery's website, it says a Bill Street Brewing Company. We use the blues and array hop varietals, the locally sourced, and I love this, unconventional ingredients. And they add the soul of Memphis to produce boundless variety of classic and innovative beer styles. Uh, we believe the recipe for remarkable tasting beer starts with great ingredients and ends with good people. And I, I love that. So this is kind of an unconventional IPA in my mind. Why, um, why, do, you, why do you say that? So the Centennial hops definitely shine through. It's it's mm-hmm. not as hop forward of an IPA as what I'd like. It's very light. Um, I'm double checking the I the the I, I tried to say ABV and IBU at the same time, and that comes out like but um, IBUs on this beer. Uh, I just saw it. I don't remember it's if those are my notes. Hit ten. I, don't, I just made up a number. I'm not looking it's, at all. It's got to have more than 10. Oh, my gosh. I could have swore I just read it, but I, I don't see it in our notes, Mike. And uh, I'm not even seeing it on the can. I'm not but sure it's, it's provided. So I mean, take, I, take I guess. What would, you, what would you say it probably sits I, at? Maybe 40, 45, somewhere in there, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, like I say, it's not very hot for the centennial flavor comes through. The hoppiness does not. 
Now, but there's a sweet note to this that is not citrusy to me. And uh, that, in my mind, makes it an unconventional IPA because I want some tangerine notes or I want some grapefruit notes or even orange to come through in an IPA. And I'm just not getting that with this. Um, no, you're right. Um, and I was going to, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Like uh, some of the breweries are going away from the IBU count. Uh, oh, that's, that's true. It hits everybody a little differently, you know, um, as far as that stuff goes. I was reading on a can. I didn't notice this before, but it, this is canned by Lazy Magnolia uh, out of Mississippi for Bill Street Brewing Company in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, okay. I remember, I remember um, reading online that uh, somewhere, I don't know if it was their Facebook page or their web or their um, their straight up web page, but somewhere it said a production brewery in planning. Uh, but then it, you know the hours okay. open, so I think that's just hasn't been updated, but. If they're relatively new and they were having stuff canned by lazy lazy magnolia makes a pretty good beer i want to say i had a pecan porter from them at one point um if i if i remember right but um anyway it's just interesting you know what i mean so right oh yeah so and it says on the can too that this is double dry hopped and again i i don't think this is a very hot forward beer now, I'm not a brewer. I mean, you know that. I just talk about the flavors I like. When it says it's double dry hopped, Mike, is that is that not supposed to enhance or give it more of a hoppy flavor? Or does oh, it yeah. actually dial it down? No, no. It's, it brings out different flavors, but definitely it's supposed to bring out more flavor. That's what um, I thought. But I'll tell you something else is uh, when you just said that, you know what I heard in my mind? What's that? Drop it, drop it like it's hop. Drop it like it's hop. <laughs> is that Snoop Dogg, right? Yes. I won't say the rest of the lyrics. But, drop it know. like it's hop. Yeah, drop it like it's hop. I need a shirt that says drop it like it's hop. Wow, you may have just started a whole new beer trend, Mike. Yeah. Drop it Hashtag like drop it like it's hop. All the I, all the IPA heads, or the hop heads are going to come out, Mike. Like, oh. I, I bet that's already out there somewhere. I'm sure it is. And it's new to me. That's what really yeah. matters. It's new to me, too. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm going to type it in right now. Do it, Mike. So, but while you're typing, did you get a lot of citrus notes? Because uh, even you know, reading up on this again in the, in our notes, Mike, it, it talks about this, the the citrus in this and spiciness. But for me, it's not a spicy beer at all. Um, yeah. And again, just I'm not getting the citrus notes. We're not talking to my taste bros like that. I'm getting a little bit. I think it's it's the the piney and the citrusy notes kind of are more balanced for me out of this. Um, so I'm getting a little bit. You know, the, the spiciness is. Uh, I can see where they would say it uh, so that, you know, I would say it's not a lot. It's like a hint, you know, it's, right. not, it's not spice forward or anything like that. But So, and maybe that's a good thing. And, you know, because it is a, a food mecca, a barbecue hub, yeah. maybe they, they wanted to make a lighter IPA that's more enjoyable with, with the food pairings there. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you know, this is a very crisp beer. So the, the carbonation for me is on point. It's You're super right. easy to drink. Even, You're right. you know, this size can, I could put a couple of these down in a meal and feel great about it. Because uh, if I'm in Memphis, I'm going to hurt myself eating a barbecue. Uh, you never <laughs> stop before your folder. I'm like, oh, I can have another pulled pork sandwich. Why not? Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to pair this with barbecue, Mike. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to get it from Memphis Barbecue Company. Like, they have statues in their restaurant, Mike, almost as tall as I am. I'm six foot five. 
more than once they've won an award for the best ribs on the earth. Best ribs on the planet. Yeah. They've got like five or six of those. So multiple times they've been voted to have the best ribs in the world by people that give out six foot tall statues. Um, so that tells me a lot. At that point, you can say, you know, like how you say you're Miss Universe and it really doesn't mean anything, right? Like, cause right. You're, you know, it's Miss USA. You miss, I'm going to say the best ribs in the universe. Yeah. At that point, they may as well. Cause it's not like we have interplanetary ribs to stack up against. Yeah. I think we just came up with something. Inter- inter- I think inter- so. Whatever. <laughs> universe. Yeah. Best ribs in the universe. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, Mike, what would you rate this beer? Uh, I'd kind of give this an, uh, 7.5 to 8 out of 10. Um, I like it. Um, for me, I don't think it's anything too super special. So I think it's a quality beer, and I think it's something that I can drink several times. Um, I don't know about several times. I could have two of these. Um Performs, but that's me with IPAs in general, right? Yeah, no, it makes um, sense. But I, so I mean, it's it's good. It's just to me there again. It's you know one of those things is I don't think it's something super special. Um, I like the flavor. I have one or two of them. I'll give it a I'll give it a seven and a half. Yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna echo that, Mike. I'd give it a seven point five. Um, and again, I, it's a delicious beer. It is. So I don't want people to think, oh, it's gross, or they shouldn't try it. I think you people should try it. Uh, but for me, being an IPA guy, I want something a lot more hop forward, especially with the Centennial hops that being the only hop in this. I want it. To, I wanted that to really shine through, and I really want some of those citrus notes, which I I didn't get with this. I got I got the piney notes. I got a, a little spice, but not much. Yeah. So overall, delicious beer. But if they're going to put IPA on the can and double dry hopped, I expect more bold flavors and some more bitters. Yeah. So still respectable, still delicious. I'd be happy to pair it with some barbecue and encourage everyone else to put this on their craft beer bucket list. I would agree. I would agree. So, Mike, before we yeah. go anywhere else, I have to know something very, very important. Are you Shoot. ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, everybody. So welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening to that awesome sponsored segment. Mike, are you ready to tell us about your beer? Boom. Country boy, you're ready. Brewing hazelnut stout. It is about to go down. Go down. Ready? Yes, do it. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So, man, uh, let's see here. You ready for this? Oh. How is it? This is a good beer, man. This is a good beer. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right up front. Okay. I like it. <laughs> no, so uh, Country Boy Brewing, uh, originally based in Lexington, Kentucky, and then their main place is in Georgetown, Kentucky, which is a little north of that, right? Yeah, a little north of Lexington at this point. Right. Uh, I've had several of their beers. Love their space. Love the people. Um, they make great beer. Uh, always welcoming. Um, and this is a beer that, um, you know, I like all the stouts. I like to try them all. The hazelnut um, – so what's the what's that uh, the is it Rocher candy the, the the hazelnut little chocolate balls you get? Oh yeah! Oh gosh, the Ferrero Rocher something like that. Is that how? Okay, so that's this is what maybe. that reminds me of. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. It's got like that, that that yeah, it does. I mean, it's you know, it's like a liquid version of that. Oh wow! Wow, that sounds pretty incredible. 
Oh, it's, it's pretty good. I think the, the hazelnut, for, for my personal taste, probably comes on a little too strong, only because I'm not – I want my hazelnut to be a little tamed back. Um, okay. So th this beer is 8.4%. It's a hazelnut stout by 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 Country Boy Brewing. We were just talking about Nine Fingers Brewing, and I don't know, you know, anyway. Um, yeah, we were, we're talking the about them over the break, by the yeah, way. Break. Talk so about for the listeners. Drop, yeah. drop it like it's hops is one of their beers. Um, so anyway, like, uh, you know, so Country Boy Brewing, uh, this is 8.4%. Um, this is one of their uh, seasonal uh, limited releases. Um, it's pretty good. It's straightforward, uh, stout. Uh, it's got a lot of chocolate notes to it. Um, you know, like the hazelnut, the, the, the nutty butter, not like peanut butter, but like hazel. Uh, what's that spread? The hazelnut spread. Nutella. Nutella. Yes. It's, it, yeah. And I just, not, not a, uh, big spreader of Nutella. <laughs> I don't use Nutella. A lot. I, I can't talk, you know, this is all going to come down. It's going to just melt down one day. It's all good, um, man. But so right up front, you get a lot of that 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 that, that, um, that Nutella type taste, right? The hazelnuts, um, and and you get to kind of like that 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 burnt charred type flavors uh, lingering about, um, right? But overall, it's, it's I think if I was doing this beer, I would dial the the hazelnut a little bit back and have it as a as a, a more of a compliment rather than so up front. Okay. But that's my only, that's my only com that's my only complaint about the beer. It's not it's the carbonation is a little dialed back, which I like for a stout. You know, you want to you know have it a little sit a little heavier, uh, so it's got like a medium body. Um, it still feels pretty um, carbonated at the same time, feeling a little creamy. So it's you know it's right there in that sweet zone, and I like it. Right. Um, so no, there's a lot of good things to say about this, and you know, um, I like it. I might have another drink. Oh, please drink it all, Mike. Yeah, drink you should it. crack your beer while I'm drinking. I will do that. Do so, I'm a, so this is a beer I just found uh, four or five days ago. I bought a six-pack of them. You know, I'm a huge IPA guy. Yeah. Um, I've become a, a bigger fan of the Blood Orange IPAs. Yeah. Um, had my first one ever, though, actually, you know, doing this podcast. We started in October 2019. Sugar Creek. Yes. Yes, you got it right. And we uh, visited that brewery yeah. even in North Carolina. Um, was that the big O blood orange? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. And I turned to look cause I have one of their stickers on my beer fridge, like four feet from my desk in my home office. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to make, I knew it was sugar name, but no, it's the sugar Creek brewing company. Yeah. And, uh, so I've had a good number of blood orange IPAs since then. Yep. But sorry for the tapping. I don't know why, but I always tap a can before I open it. I think I read something about that somewhere and it's just habit now. Got foam on my nose. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, but dude, the, the smell of oranges on this—it's—it's it's very much up front, but it's not too much. Like when they put the fake orange flavor in something, or the artificial. Like I don't like that. This smells like to me like a real orange. Good. So, which I got how how does the aroma on your beer, Mike? You talked to, about Nutella and the other candy. It's you get yeah, those aromas. Yeah, it's got the it's got the Nutella. It's, so on the on the on the aroma only, it's a little dialed back. So it's got the hazelnut, but you're just getting a general slight hazelnut, fairly clean smell. Really. Right on. Yeah, 
So what would you rate that beer, Mike? Uh, I give this an eight. Um, okay. I think it's pretty good. Like I said, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a unique enough, I mean, there's other hazelnut stouts out there. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's a unique enough beer that it's going to climb a little higher. But then again, like I, I, for my personal taste, I think I would dial back the hazelnut a little bit beyond that. Everything else is really well balanced. It's just creamy enough, just carbonated enough. The body's good. The mouth feels good. Um, all that kind of stuff. It's an enjoyable beer to have. I think it probably is a little too late in the season to have this more, you know, on, on the reg, right? Sure. Um, th this is something that, um, and not saying I didn't, this is something you should have when it's a little colder uh, coming out of yeah. winter, early spring. Oh, gosh. Excuse uh, me. Late, late fall, early winter kind of time frame. So it's not heavy enough to say it's a winter beer, but, you know. Right. Fall time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes it, sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's good. I'd give it an eight. And then Outstanding. As, far, as far as food. Yeah. What would you pair with that? Uh, man, you know what? This, I think it, it, I'm guessing you're a fan of breakfast for dinner, right? <clears throat> yes. Okay. This is a breakfast for dinner beer. So like mm -hmm. this is a beer that you could have with pancakes and some, some bacon when you're having it for dinner. Oh, okay. I like that. That's what I would do. Yeah. I like that a lot. Do you put peanut butter on your pancakes? You know, I've done it. Yeah. It's not my preference. Really? I, that's, yeah. I like peanut butter. I like I, I, nothing, I, or pancake, peanut butter, and a little bit of syrup, but no butter go. or anything like that. Yeah. I don't put butter in my pancakes. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. Like at home, I buy, you know, just a 100% pure maple syrup. I tend to get it from Vermont, Connecticut, or Maine, uh, you know, New England areas. Yeah. On occasion, I'll spend a few extra dollars to get the Canadian stuff. Um, but I'm all about the, the pure maple syrup. I don't like the the fake stuff. Yeah. Worth a few extra dollars, in my opinion. Okay. Fair enough. But the peanut butter, it's like, I guess I've tried it. Uh, just not just not my favorite. So I'm glad you like it, though, Mike. I'm a, I'm a fan of peanut butter. You know, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. So I learned today um, that all of the village inns in Tulsa have closed except for one. Like permanently um, closed? Yes, like permanently closed, like Dunsky. It's like... And uh, I believe that they've, you know, fallen victim to the COVID-19 crisis and a lot Still. of people not going out. Um, so I believe that's that's why they've closed. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but but I do know that they are permanently closed. And I remember a time, Mike, when we used to frequent the village in a lot in our younger days, open 24 hours a day. And I don't know why we thought this was a good idea, but I had our waitress convinced that you were from Germany and you didn't speak English. <laughs> And for whatever reason, I'm like, Mike, you should put mustard on your pancakes to convince this lady that you were German. And you did it. She brought like the, the regular plain yellow bottle of mustard. And you put it all up on that pancake and you ate it like a boss. Yeah. Do you the remember that? I did, yes, I did. The things I do for you. <laughs> I remember I also, even trying to I, I remember even trying to talk in like a fake German accent. Yeah. I oh yeah, you pulled it off. She was convinced. It's like, oh, this guy's really from Germany. He's never seen a pancake. It's the dumbest thing. Or hash browns. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. I mean, you know, there's other stories that go along with that, but some of the stuff. Oh, that, sure. You know, I mean, who was it that we were throwing pancakes across a 
across one of those. And we were like, uh, we did that more than we're playing Frisbee with pancakes in more than one restaurant. Like, dude, you can't do that here. And it's like, why? We caught it. Like, I'm going to buy it. I could throw my own pancake if I want. <laughs> yeah. uh, my pancake at this point. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah. Uh, that was a good time. <laughs> Well, it was funny because I mean, and some you know people may not know. I, I like mustard on my French fries, and so like you mm. guys made fun of me for that, like on my French fries or tater tots or whatever, right? And uh, so anyway, you're just like put mustard on your pancakes. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> He's like, I'm very much a mustard guy. Like a Dusseldorf yeah. is a staple in the in my house, yeah. amongst others, but uh, not not for the pancakes. <laughs> no, it's, it was not good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Sorry, we went off on a wild tangent there, Mike, but it, it was fun. Yeah, so, so tell us about tell us more about your beer there. Yeah, so I mean, as far as Black Mesa, from they don't have a lot of information online and available. Um, I know you mentioned that whenever we were putting our, our notes together. But so it's, can, uh, can, I, can, I have, can I go on a tangent? Please do. Go for it. So if, if you're a brewery. Get some information out there. So when somebody's trying to find out information about your brewery or your beers, the, you, you want to be in control of that story. You want to be in control of that narrative, right? Um, and you want to be able to, to, to set the record straight, whatever that is. Um, if, if I go online and I can not find out any information and the best thing I can find is untapped. And I, I'm not, not trying to slam it untapped. It's just regular old people checking it in and saying what they think. If that's all I can find out about your beer or your brewery, then that's bad. Like get, get, get in front of that and get the narrative out there. I don't, you know, some of these, all, every brewery and every beer has a different story behind it. Right. And so even if your story is I wanted to make money, right. You know, like uh, who's the guy that owns a Krabby Patty on SpongeBob? Oh, Squidworth. No, Squidward. No, Mr. Crab. It's Krabs. Sorry. Yeah. So if you're Mr. Krabs, you're just doing it to get a lot of money, right? Sure. Fair enough. Get your story out there. Get the narrative out there and tell somebody about your place before somebody else does. And uh, I think it's basic. You know, you've got the main ones. You've got a web page. you got your Facebook, your Twitter, and your Instagram. That's where everybody goes to get information now, period. Get in front of the ball and get your darn information on the web, period. It's not hard. Yeah. It's a, you know, and if you need help with it, let us know. That's right. Boom. Boom. Yeah, because and, and nothing, you know what, Black Mesa, I think it's a cool concept. I've been to Black Mesa. It's what, like six or seven hours west of where you're at. Uh, I've been there several times. Awesome place. So I think the idea of calling yourself Black Mesa Brewery is awesome. Um, it's got a lot of history behind it that they could tie into. Um, and, and I'm talking a lot um, and some cool stuff going on there. And so there's a lot that they could use. So, you know, I'm a fan, but when I can't find out anything, but yet I can get your beer or, you know, you can get, get their beer. Um, they need to have more information available to start. Yeah. Create that marketing uh, connections with it, with everybody. Sorry. That's it. And done. And done. Okay. So I agree with all that. Um, but I mean, a couple of things, you know, the can art, and we didn't talk about the can art really on the first two. We did a little on our shared beer, but I like how they have the Black Mountain for Black Mesa. They have it topped with the blood orange and some colors to match. So you get an idea quickly, the brand, and two, what I'm drinking. 
Um, so when I was in my my craft beer store the other day, I asked for what was new. They pointed this one out. Yeah. And uh, it's like this is a new brewery out of out of Norman, their newer brewery, and this was like one of their summer, their springtime or summertime releases. So I was a big fan of that because I like this the small batch beers. And I don't know if they have plans to turn this into a regular beer. Again, we couldn't find that information out. Yeah. Um, so is what it is, right? Uh, but just to the beer itself, um, it's it's delicious. You know, we talked about the aromas initially. I get that that orange smell as I bring it up to my nose. Um, overall, for an IPA, it's kind of weak. Uh, only 57 IBUs. So it's got some hoppiness, but it's another beer I wouldn't consider very hop forward. Uh, definitely has the citrus notes. Uh, very much the blood orange shines through. Um, but I wish it had some more hoppiness to go along with it. But still, this is going to be a super crushable beer. And uh, I think the ABV is like, what, 5.7? Oh, sorry, 6% ABV. So the alcohol content is right where I want it to be. Super light, easy to drink. You can have a few of them and probably not catch much of a buzz. At least me, I, I'm not going to buzz on three of these. So the cool thing about Black Mesa is it's actually the highest point in Oklahoma is on top of Black Mesa. So you you hike to so to get there you you park and you hike a couple miles or mile and a half to Black Mesa, straight or you're you're doing you know crisscross up the side of the mesa and then you walk to the center of the mesa, and so people think of Oklahoma as being really flat where, you know it's it's actually pretty diverse in its topography and whatnot, so the the highest point in Oklahoma is on top of Black Mesa and it's about five thousand mile uh, five thousand miles five thousand feet, right. You know, so it's a pretty decent uh, peak for a for a plains state, right? So it's a cool spot, man. I, I love that area. Uh, have you been out there? So that's an area I've not been out to, and I, I believe it's the far western edge of the Panhandle, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, the northwest section of the Panhandle. So, like, um, the last city that you can get gas at is a little town called Boys City, which is which is this is a lot more information. Maybe, maybe Black Mesa should listen to our podcast to get some information. Yeah, maybe. So Boy, Boy City is the last city that you can get gas in, I believe. That you know, I haven't been there in a few years, so that can change. But and then it's another hour past that to Black Mesa, um, and then an hour back to Boy City. But Boy City has the distinction of being the only place that was uh, uh, bombed in World War. I think it was World War II. The only place in the continental United States that was bombed. Bet you didn't really yeah. i did not know that so was that by was it friendly fire it was assuming <laughs> but it was bombed or it was the only place that was bombed uh, for the continental u.s during world war ii wow all right so we'll save that story for another time so that's good that's a cool little piece of information to have though yeah so it, it, as we're wrapping up as you know i can i can go on and on about uh, hmm. that kind of stuff as we're wrapping up sure we tried the bill street brewing centennial um ipa right sensational yes. sorry sensational sensational centennial hops so it's a sensational ipa by bill street we both get a seven and a half um i had country boys hazelnut stout uh, gave it an eight and then you had the blood orange ipa from black mesa brewing and what it, what was your rating on that yeah. again so I, I didn't rate it yet, but I would give this one also a 7.5. Um, I find it delicious. Um, I'm, so I'll certainly buy more of these and drink it. I like it a lot. Um, but for the style, I want more hoppiness. I want more bitterness. Uh, 
And uh, that's that's really it for me. Um, I just I want that punch in the tongue I'm always talking about. The carbonation is on point. I mean, that helps a lot with a beer. Um, and even still, you know, I couldn't find what hops were used in this. And that's a big, you know, especially for the IPA guys, the hop heads, they want to know what hops are in the beer. Again, that goes back to, you know, getting and, in front of the story, getting in front of that. Narrative. Yes. Yeah. So not not the worst thing ever, but it is what it is. Um, but I, you know, so I'd give it a 7.5 in a food pairing, Mike, uh, this being citrus, you know, it's, it's, I circle back to this a lot, but the fish taco. tacos with oh. an awesome mango salsa, uh, yes. something like that. And then it's that time of year, man. I don't want that creme fresh. I want a nice lime cilantro sauce or crema. And, uh, that's something I, I ate this the other night with hot wings for dinner. I did. I made hot wings with the Frank's red hot. And it paired really good with that. But I'm like, this isn't a mahi-mahi on a taco with mango salsa, which I would have preferred. Well, that sounds good. You know, so that's three three great beers. All of them go yeah. on the, the bucket list. Um, you know, again, the Bill Street uh, Sensational IPA. Yeah. Country Boy Hazelnut Stout. And then Black Mesa's Blood Orange IPA. All of them go on the bucket list. And I want to thank you uh, for, a, for a great uh, lineup tonight. You're the one that came up with this lineup. So thank you. Absolutely, man. Glad to do it. All right, man. Take care of social medias. Well, do so. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you're watching this on YouTube, thanks so much for checking it out. Be sure to smash that like button. Go ahead and 2020 smash down on that red subscribe button. Be sure to click the notification bell so you get a pop up every time we post a new video. And for all of you all following us on the podcasts. Thank you for tuning in on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast. Be sure to give us five stars. Share this out with your friends and families. Of course, find us on social media, the Facebook, the Instagrams, and the Twitters. Send us messages there. Take us some pictures of your beer, what you're having. Be sure to tag us at Craft Beer Bucket List. And as always, guys, please don't drink and drive, but do support local and drink local. And we'll see you on the next episode. Later on, everybody. Adios. Adios.